Well, it's been so, so good uh, to hear a little from the different people who've been uh, baptised here this morning, people from different places, uh, people uh, with different backgrounds and with different life experiences. And I feel really honoured to have been asked to speak for a few minutes now, and I promise it will be uh, a few-ish uh, minutes. Uh, 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 and you know what? Though each one of these people, Ivan and Penny, Vincent, Michael, Eric, Carrie and Coral, Though each one of them are different in many ways, I want to talk about two things uh, that each one of them have got in common. The first thing is important, I think, and the second thing is super important, and so I'm going to spend longer on the second than on the first. Uh, so firstly, they are all known to people here, and they are all loved by people here. They're all known and loved by people here. Uh, maybe you usually come along to Argyle Church and you know and you love each one of these seven people. You recognise them as your family through the Lord Jesus. They're all your spiritual sisters and brothers, all children of God, our Heavenly Father. Or maybe you don't normally go to church, but you're here at Argyle this morning. And quite possibly that's because you know one of the people uh, who has been baptised and so they invited you along to their baptism. And you understand this is something important to my friend or family member. I'll go along to support them because I care about them. It's great that you've done that. Hopefully you haven't been forced or pushed. Hopefully, like Eric, you've been encouraged uh, to come along today. And actually, it's the other way around as well, though, isn't it? Because it's possible that some of these people just went through all 800 of the people on their Facebook friends list and just invited them all, all of those people that they haven't seen since they were at school together, uh, that guy that once fixed their guttering and decided to add them as a friend. Uh, but more likely, the person who invited you invited you because you are a particular friend. They particularly care about you. They love you. They wanted you to share today with them. And they wanted to share with you what Jesus has done for them, knowing that he can do it for you too. And that brings us to the second thing. They are all connected to Jesus. They're all connected to Jesus. Each one of these seven people have faith, trust in the Son of God, Jesus, and in what he has done for them. And this faith, it joins them up to Jesus, uh, just as it does for every person who trusts in him. And so much of what he has done for them is all pictured in baptism. That's why we've been here, not just to hear, but also to see what Jesus has done for these people. Baptism isn't something that Argyle Church has made up. It's not something that anyone has made up. It was given by Jesus himself to those who would trust him. And the reading from Romans 6, a letter written to believers by Paul, an early follower of Jesus, that reading explains a little of what it means. Particularly, it tells us two things that baptism shows about what Jesus does for all who trust him, all who are joined to him. It represents that through Jesus, they have died to sin and that through Jesus, they have been brought into a whole new life. So for those who've been baptised this morning, because of their connection to Jesus, they know that in his death, they have died to sin. 
In Jesus' death, they have died to sin. That's what Paul is saying in verse 3. All of us who were baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death. Of course, usually when we think about death and dying, it is a terrible thing, isn't it? But in this case, it's a good thing. Because sin is serious. Sin keeps us separated from God now and forever. And sin is awful because it is a being turned in on myself. Like Michael said, it's about having a heart full of me, me, me. It's about being turned away from God and turned away from those around me. It makes life ugly, doesn't it? It's what means that too often the news in our communities are filled up with war and violence, greed and lust. It's what means that too often our own hearts are filled up with war and violence, greed and lust. And so being dead to those things is good. Because if someone is dead to it, well, then they don't need to live for it any longer. In fact, according to Paul, they cannot live in it any longer. It cannot be their pattern of life anymore. And those who have been baptised show that they know that actually too often their hearts are full of sin. They're saying that they want to be set free from this way of living. They show that they recognise their need of forgiveness from God and that this forgiveness comes freely through Jesus. When they went down under the water, it was as though they were dying to sin. God was reminding them, this is what I have done for you. I have broken your connection with sin so that you are free from it now. And God was showing us, this person is dead to sin. They have a new master, they have a new Lord. This master, this good Lord, is Jesus Christ, who died in order to set them free from sin. Uh, Vincent told us that God is rich in mercy. And in the death of Jesus, we see how rich and how true that mercy is. Not a storybook, but a true story, the best story. Uh, See, our connection with Jesus has been made uh, when we trust him, And our connection with sin is broken when we trust him. It's like when we say that person is dead to me. We don't want anything to do with them anymore. And it is the same here. In their baptism, our friends are saying, I am dead to sin and sin is dead to me. So it's only through that connection with sin being broken that we can be set free from the the selfishness and the me-firstness that too often traps us. It's only through that connection with Jesus being made that we can be brought to truly know the God who made us and loves us. And it's only Jesus who's able to break this connection. It is only Jesus, the one who lived a perfect life and then died in the place of others. Only he can connect us to himself. And by the way, I've been saying that this is true of the people who've been baptised, that they haven't loved God or others as they should, that they have sinned. But it's certainly the same for me. Isn't it the same for you too? Haven't you fallen short of the good standard that you know is right in, in your thoughts, in your words, in your deeds? Actually, as they spoke about their sin, wasn't there something in you thinking... 
yeah, that's true of me too. Even if their wrongdoing and yours might look different. Isn't there something in you right now thinking, I wish I could be washed clean on the inside too. I wish my connection to sin could be broken. I wish I could be connected back to God who made me. You can be, because of Jesus. So because they're connected to Jesus, our friends know that they have died to sin. And then also, and finally, because of their connection to Jesus, they know that in his resurrection, his return to life, they have been given new life. In his resurrection, they have been given new life. As they went down into the water, that signified their dying to sin. And isn't it great that Jamie brought them back out of the water again? That really would have been quite awkward uh, if he hadn't. But, you know, bringing them back up, it wasn't just practical so that they could breathe. Actually, it is part of the picture of what Jesus does for all who are joined to him. If God caused us to be dead to sin and stopped there, that would be wonderful. But he doesn't stop there. He also gives us new life. A life where we live as adopted children in his family. Michael is a son of God. Coral is a daughter of God because of what Jesus has done for them. Each one of these who have been baptised are sons and daughters of God through the Lord Jesus. And because they are part of God's family, that's how they're to live, as part of his family. You see, just as Jesus didn't only die, but also rose again to life, so all who trust him don't only die to sin, but also rise again to a new life. A new life to live for him now, and a new life to live with him forever. A life marked out by peace and gentleness, selflessness and purity in place of war and violence, greed and lust. A life that reflects what our good God made us for. A life that reflects what God himself is like. A life that is growing towards beauty. That's not always easy. I've been trusting in Jesus for 25 years now, and I can tell you that that is true. But God helps us. God puts his Holy Spirit in us to strengthen us to live the lives that we were made for. And he reminds us that we are his children, dearly loved. That we're not working to earn his approval or to earn a place in his family, but that we are deeply loved. Like Ivan told us, it is not necessary to be perfect in order to be loved by God. Each one of these people is known and loved by people here, and most of all are known and loved by God. And I expect that you too are known and loved by at least one person here. But can I say, even if you are not known by anybody here, you are still known and loved by God. As Coral said, I didn't know Jesus, but he always knew me. That's true of you too. God made you for himself to enjoy him and to live for him. Penny told us that all good things have been prepared for us by God. And this is the greatest thing of all, to know God and to live for him and to live with him. 
And if you trust in the Lord Jesus, he will, he will break that connection with sin in your life. Sin which hates you. Sin which wants to destroy you. And he will connect you up to the one who made you and who loves you. You know, Carrie and all of us have discovered through painful experiences that people are not always trustworthy. But the more that we discover about God, the more we realise he is utterly trustworthy. And so if you trust in him, he will cause you to be dead to sin and alive to a new life, a good life, the true life that starts now and that carries on forever. He's done it for each one of these seven people. He's done it for me. Won't you come to him and ask him to do it for you too? I'm going to pray briefly and then I'll hand back to Paul. Our Father God, thank you so much for what we have seen and heard this morning about your work in people's lives and about how it all points to the Lord Jesus Christ how it all points to your wonderful love. And Father God, I pray for any here uh, who right now stand on the outside of that love, whether these truths about Jesus are all new to them or, or whether there is just something holding them back. Oh Lord God, I pray that they would learn of your love. I pray that they would uh, come to know you, the sin-forgiving God, the life-giving God and that they would be, uh, know that full assurance of heaven through the Lord Jesus and of living a, a life for you now. I pray it in Jesus' name and so that he might be shown to be great. Amen.